Hello, American Government and Civics. This is the Unit 6 review for uh, the courts. All right. So you can find this on E-Class. Um, if it's not pinned on the front page, then it is in uh, for seventh period. It'll be in um, the Unit 6 content folder under the tests and quizzes. You can find it there if you want to copy. Uh, for first period, I will try and get it put onto the front page for you all. Uh, I just forgot to do it. So uh, I will get that done, though. All righty. Um, so let's get rolling. Uh, first off, the Supreme Court basics. How many of the justices are there? There are nine. The process to become a justice is pretty, on paper, it's pretty easy. The president appoints you slash selects you, and then the Senate approves you. Uh, there are There is more to that in real life, though. You have to go through background checks and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Senate hearings. They will question you and really dive into your life and your decisions and all that kind of stuff. And then they finally might appoint you. So uh, a lot goes into it. But for us, if you can just remember, the president picks and then the Senate approves. The process to hear a case. All right. So a couple of things here to unpack from this. First off, you need to remember that the Supreme Court gets to pick all their cases, except for like 1%. All right. There are cases when it is state versus state. So if you know Florida sues Georgia like they did a couple years ago, that would go directly to the Supreme Court and they would hear that first. And fake court, uh, cases that deal with foreign dignitaries. If someone from another country uh, within their government does something wrong here, the Supreme Court would hear it. It wouldn't go to a district court. So uh, most cases, though, are going to be heard from lower courts. So, hey, I lost in the district court. I'm upset at my loss. Let me appeal. And it worked its way up to the Supreme Court. They will take a look at every single case. All right. So they will take a look at every single case and they will um, decide if they're going to hear it or not. So they get to pick the cases. All right? So they get to pick the cases they're going to hear. Um, and if they agree to hear it, then it's called, hey, I'm we're going to pull this case up. We're going to hear this case from the low court. And it's a Latin word that I can't really say, but I'm going to try it. It's the writ of sotorii. So if you see that word, some Latin word, that's it. All right, the lifetime uh, terms, the benefits. The main thing is that we don't want our judges to have to worry about the decisions they make affecting their elections. So we don't have federal judges that are elected because they can now confidently make decisions, tough decisions sometimes, a lot of times tough decisions, and not have to worry about the consequences of running for re-election. So if we did have judges that were elected, then we as voters might scrutinize their decisions, and they might say, you know what, if I make this decision, this group of voters isn't going to vote for me, let me make a different decision. Sorry, this is what I get for making the uh, will be late stuff today, school. But 22 will be late. Please wait in the comments to your bus is called. Notify your parents to let them know that you will be getting home a little late. Again, that's bus 22. Bus 26 and 29 will be out of place and in the back of the lineup. Bus 26 and 29 will be in the back of the lineup. They are on time, but they will be in the back of the lineup. Thank you. That was a long announcement. Sorry about that. Um, and now they're going to be playing music for a little bit. So. <laughs> Uh, all right. So the other thing about lifetime terms is the fact that uh, president cannot fire judges. 
and Congress cannot fire judges. All right, so they, there's no way to punish these judges unless they've done something very wrong. This is very, <laughs> this is very annoying right now. Sorry, trying to record this. I should have done a better time. I apologize. All right, next thing is criminal versus civil cases. And criminal is where you've done something wrong, you've broken a law, and the government is trying to punish you. Versus civil is where it's you versus another person, a company, something like that. No law has necessarily been broken, but something has happened. And maybe someone has been negligent, something, uh, whatever, and you're suing them. All right, so criminal is where you've done something wrong, you've broken a law, the government is trying to punish you, and then civil is where it's person to person. All right, plea bargaining, uh, this is, or one other thing about the criminal versus civil. Uh, both sides have plaintiffs and defendants. The defendant is the person that is being accused. So whether you've broken a, a law or you've done something to another person and they're suing you, you're the defendant. The person that's bringing the suit would be the plaintiff. Uh, typically, it'd be the government on the criminal side, another person on the civil side. All right, plea bargaining. This is where you make an agreement, and it can happen on both criminal and civil cases, where you might take a lesser punishment to plead guilty. So let's say that you have robbed a bank. You're guilty. You didn't wear a mask. Your fingerprints are all over the place. There's video of you going in and out. You know you did it, and they come to you and say, hey, look, you can get 25 years, or if you plead guilty right now and save us time, we'll give you five years. Take the lesser deal, right? So you plea bargain down. Same thing can happen in civil court where maybe I'm suing you for a million dollars because you looked at me funny, and uh, we agree that we don't want to go to court because it's expensive, so I'll take less money to get out of having to go to court there. Examples of felonies, just... Uh, murder, arson, assault and battery, uh, things like that are all going to be um, felonies. Now, the big difference between a felony and misdemeanor, typically felonies are going to be uh, where the punishment is going to be more over than a, more than a year in jail where versus a misdemeanor where it might just be a fine, it might be less than a year in jail or something like that. All right, judicial restraint versus judicial activism. These are both judicial philosophies that judges follow, I would make an argument that um, most people are activists at this point, but, you know, uh, there's probably a few out there that are used the restraint philosophy. Judicial restraint is where judges are going to put aside their personal feelings, put aside their personal ideologies and beliefs and, and all that kind of stuff, and they're just going to make decisions based on what the Constitution says, all right? So just what the Constitution says. Nothing else. They're not going to use any other thing, no personal philosophies, nothing like that. Just, hey, this is what the Constitution says. This is what the founders intended with it. I'm going to use that. Versus activism, where judges are going to actively, activism, use their personal beliefs, their personal ideologies to drive the decision. They'll, the Constitution will be kind of at the back of it, but it's going to be their personal decisions. Typically, activists are going to be the ones setting policies with their decisions. Uh, judicial review. Two things to know. First off, the court case that created judicial review is Marbury versus Madison. I'm not going to get into too many details about the case. Just know Marbury versus Madison from back in the 1800s, early 1800s, set the precedent of allowing the courts to do judicial review. So what is judicial review? Well, that is where the Supreme Court We'll look at decisions, policies, 
laws from both the federal government and the states, and they will declare stuff as unconstitutional. Due process. Due process is your right to all the things when you're accused of something. So it starts with the Fourth Amendment and it goes all the way to the Eighth Amendment. All that stuff is due process. So the Fourth Amendment, your right to no unlawful search and seizure. The Fifth Amendment, where you don't have to talk to the police. The Sixth Amendment, where you get all the stuff at your trial. Uh, the right to a lawyer, the right to see witnesses, the right to a jury, all the public trial, all those things. That's all due process. And the, the thing is, the courts cannot take away your right to due process without giving you all that stuff. All right. Your natural rights cannot be taken away. Your right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness without due process. All right. Original jurisdiction versus appellate. Uh, first off, jurisdiction is just um, for us, for the courts, is just who hears the case first and who hears the case second, basically. So where do you enter the court system? If you have original jurisdiction, like the federal district courts do, that is the first place a trial is held. All right, this is the first the entry point for your 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 uh, court appearance, um, and it's a traditional trial. It's going to be judges, witnesses, jury, lawyers, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, if it's an appellate jurisdiction, that means they hear appeals only. They will never hear a case first. All right. So the appellate courts will only hear appeals. Uh, they will not hear um, anything to do with a, there'll be no witnesses, there'll be no jury, no nothing at there at the appellate courts. Uh, they just hear the appeals. They just look at the reason for your appeals. So original jurisdiction is the entry point. That's where the case is heard first. Appeals are that second. The Supreme Court has both original and appellate. Finally, opinions. First off, opinions are the written uh, responses of the, the judges for their decisions. They are important because they kind of set the tone for how things are going to be uh, upheld throughout the country. Okay, and then you've got three types. You've got majority. This is the, the main one. This is the winning one. Uh, this is the one that's going to kind of guide the bureaucracy on how they're going to implement or enforce this decision. You've got concurring. They were on the winning side, but maybe they agreed for a different reason or maybe they found yes for a different reason. And then you've got dissenting, which is the losing side. They're going to get their uh, voice out there. Even though they lost, they still want people to know, well, this is why we felt it was this decision. Okay, uh, and that is the review. Guys, if you have questions, please, 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 please let me know. I will try and answer them. You can uh, shoot me a remind text. You can email me or come see me earlier in the day. All right, guys, take care. Bye-bye.